Previously on the Lupe and Royce show. If you just do a simple math equation, you will get the total length of an, an entire movie. That's impressive, sort of, not. <laughs> Ask Royce what happened at the end of Black Panther. Ask him right now. What happened at the end of Black Panther? Why would you do that, Erica? I thought you were on my side. Well, I'm not anybody's side. I'm just a journalist. I'm just here to guess, you know, as a guest and, you know. Well, five ninths. <laughs> The Lupa and Roy Show is a Say What Media production. The presenting sponsor is Blue Microphone. Yo, what up? This is Lupe Fiasco, and there's a forest fire by my house. Hey, this is Royce to 5'9", and I eat random pasta. And this is Tom. I'm a regular dude. And you're listening to The Lupe and Roy Show. Tom, you really need to figure out something other than the regular dude, bro. I, I'm sticking with the regular dude for, for a while here. This California wildfire, how close is it, is it to you? It's like there's planes circling like making like dives literally you can see the bottom of the plane it's all over orange county right yeah it's all over different parts of southern cal i guess if those wildfires come near your house i'm gonna fuck those fires up lou (laughs) i wish they would uh bring a helicopter full of water i think that's what it requires i don't know if brass knuckles and nunchucks are going hurt it but that's what i need to do that's what i do i got a helicopter and some water i got plenty of water but it's the it's the plane. Like, can you have monsters in a monster? Just a plane full of monster, and then just... I'm not bringing my monster. <laughs> <laughs> so forest yeah. fire planes, Tom, they open up and let water yeah. come out the back, or chemicals or whatever it is to put the fire out. There's an aesthetic relationship between chemtrails, contrails, and then the forest fire planes because it's something's coming out the back of the plane, supposedly doing yeah. something to the ground. Right. Well, not for contrails because I don't think that those the exhaust makes it to the ground. Just think it stays in the atmosphere and gets whipped around. Maybe, maybe lands though. You know, it's more interesting though than all of that. What's that? The rubber from our tires when we drive, right? Our tires actually break down over time, right? That's why you got to change tires, right? That rubber actually gets broken down into particles that are able to get carried in the air. They get whipped up into the jet stream and then they get carried all around the world. And then those rubber particles land on the poles or where there's glaciers. And they insulate the glaciers and melt them shits. Global warming. Just the tires in our car. Whether you're driving a Tesla or driving a, a pickup truck or whatever it is. doesn't matter. As long as you're on rubber tires, that rubber breaks down and gets whipped up into the air and gets whipped around the world and lands on the poles just by the nature of how our mm-hmm. weather systems and wind systems work. And it insulates the poles so they capture heat in the wintertime and melt them. And then it, I think it magnifies heat in the summertime or something like that. Makes it, basically you putting like a coat on and it like melts the poles. So that was one of those other kind of inputs into climate change. Prove it. So back to the wildfires. Why? Why do we have them every year? Isn't there something that we can do to prevent these things? Every year, thousands, tens of thousands of homes get ruined. Bad forest management. There's also, in forest management, there's, there's too many trees. Too much kind of loose vegetation, not a, like not a proper stewardship of the of the actual forest and the grasslands that surround it. People living in those interfaces, right? And then, of course, what's there? You got barbecue pits. You got power lines that need to run to those people. You got all type of things for people living. They call it the interface, right? Living in that interface where you have to bring in power lines, right? So I think that the fire that's out here in, in Orange County is because of mm. power lines. And then climate change, right? The, a lot of dry land issues with certain animals, um, certain insects, 
right? That are either overpopulated or underrepresented or something like that. That are killing the trees, creating more fodder for fires. So we've had issues with forest fires for, I'm just going to come out and say it, hundreds of years. Always had an issue with forests, like with lightning strikes, overpopulation. There are certain trees that uh, won't germinate unless they've been through a fire. So the seed pods won't open up unless they're melted by fire. So we have an interesting relationship to fire. Bottom line, don't, I, hope the, I hope the wildfire didn't get too close to your house. Better not. We got to give a shout out to LL Cool J. I want to bring this up because I thought this was pretty cool. He gave you. He gave Royce a, he gave, he gave Royce a shout out. Said Royce was one of his top. Li- oh, wait, no, it wasn't Royce. It was me. Go ahead, Lou. Get your flowers. Hey, that was Go pretty ahead. cool. Tell him what happened, Tom. Because this is important shit. No, it was great. It was his Instagram live. He was answering questions. He said who was, they were asking about who are some of the best lyricists right now. And the first guy out of his mouth was Lupe Fiasco. Well, that's the first guy out of everybody's mouth. But I don't know which one was greater. LL Cool J saying Lou or Lou's reaction to LL Cool J. I feel like every great artist should always have somebody that came before them that can make them feel like a kid again. You know what I mean? I feel like that adds to your greatness when that can happen. You know, I was proud of my boy for that, man. My boy Lou, but on the flip side of that, you don't have gloves, bro. <laughs> you don't have gloves, bro. <laughs> Royce always trying to insert himself. I'm not trying to insert myself into the narrative, but you don't have gloves, bro. Royce, tell them what you did after the LL Cool J things happened. When me and you interfaced, what did you, what did you do? <laughs> I had to hit I had to hit Lou up with the video of my gloves. You don't have gloves, bro. You don't have gloves. What are these gloves for the people? So they know so they know how petty you are. I got a uh, Mama said knock you out gloves in a frame with the old picture of LL Cool J with the Kango on in a troop sweatsuit and the gloves are signed by LL Cool J and I got them in a big frame on my wall up here at the studio. And Lupe does not. I got LL. You just got know, his you're clothes. Right. You're right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you got a point there. You got a point there. Not man. You know, I was super excited, man. I think some, like you said, Royce, I think people may sometimes think that we come across as being like, I don't know, like, I don't say hard, but like, uh, like we're not sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like that we actually are, like we look at our heroes or the people who came before us or even people who come after us in a certain light, like we still fans. Like we supposed to be better. You know what I mean? Like they, they think that we all want to be better than our teachers. Or we're like, we're, or we're just so stoic. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have emotions or something like that. And it's like, no, nah, man, LL Cool J saying, and he, he also referenced Aesop uh, Rock. Uh, shout out to Aesop Rock. But to get that type of, you know, shout out. It makes you feel good. It makes you as an old, whether you're an old man, a young man, whatever it may, it actually, like you said, it made me feel like a kid. I was like, yeah, yeah. Cause we don't get, we don't get those moments, bro. I remember uh, LL was on a, um, was on a live talking to big daddy Kane. So I got on there cause I just wanted to see them two just, just talking to each other. You know what I mean? And I was like a kid again and I was putting shit in the comments and one thing led to another. He seen me in the comments. Next thing you know, he's inviting me on there. Man, I jumped off the couch and threw a hat on so quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> now you I'm got on? Here, yeah, I'm sitting here talking to LL Cool J, and he telling me wow. we exchanging pleasantries. Man, I was on fucking cloud nine. I thanked him for the gloves because I got a chance to thank him for the gloves, but I didn't get a chance to, like, talk to him, talk to him. That was crazy. So I can only imagine how you felt. Him mentioning you, 
maybe those same kind of assumptions that people have about us. We have those same assumptions of people like LL, you know, or the OGs. Like when I first met Jay-Z, like knocked on the door, he opened the door. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you expect like a maid or like a servant mm-hmm. or like uh, 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 one of the entourage to open the door and pat you down. Like, who, who you looking for? You look for the boss. Mm-hmm. Hold on. We got to sit right here in this room. It was Jay-Z. <laughs> like, yo, what up? It's like, oh, shit. Where, oh. where was y'all at? This is in Chicago. OK. He had it. At the Peninsula Hotel. Okay. Oh, you went to his hotel room and he opened the door? That's pretty cool. It was me, my homie James. Shout out to James Lockhart, uh, my big homie. Um, and Jay-Z mm-hmm. opened the door. It's insane, bro. But it'd be that, like, you would think that these people, there's a distance. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there's a, a whole other obstacle course you got to get through to, to, to get to them. And they'd be like, nah, it's me. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, LL. As, as the regular dude on this podcast, I can say the same thing about both of you. I mean, I remember the first time I met you, Lou. Like, you showed up, if you remember this, you showed up at a, at a uh, hotel bar in Austin, Texas. And I had to deal with you for the whole day. And I thought for sure you were going to have like a whole entourage of people that I was going to have to deal with. And it was you and you only. And you did anything that I asked you to do for this client. And I remember that. And that's why I've always appreciated you because you didn't have this like big ego to you. You just you just did whatever you needed to get done. And it was awesome. But you was the one who had the entourage with strippers and a circus animals and a whole- <laughs> they brought you in on a goddamn sedan chair carried by slaves. It's like, who the fuck is this dude, Tom, now? No, no, no. Just adding hyperbole to the situation. Yeah, you're just adding to the story. I wouldn't call it hyperbole. I would call it just fake news. Oh, okay. Take that. Oh, you're right. You know, my fans are ridiculous. Shout to Zulu Warrior 313 I did an uh, IG live the other day, and we was talking about CERN. You know CERN? What's up? Heard about mm-hmm. this? CERN is the, uh, the particle accelerator that they built in Europe. I think it's in uh, either Switzerland or Sweden or something like that. The, parent, the CERN particle accelerator. I'm looking it up. They're looking for the Higgs boson particle, amongst other particles. Basically, what they do is a giant, it's a big-ass circle with a bunch of magnets and a bunch of other crazy shit. It's huge. And they basically shoot particles around it and get them to collide. And in those collisions, uh, new things, new particles are, like, born, quote-unquote. And then they have all this, like, uh, equipment to measure. And they're looking in the in those little tiny explosions of atoms and particles or whatever uh, for new particles that would only come about in those circumstances. This is the whole uh, thing about behind Flash. What are you talking about? This is real life. Flash is a goddamn cartoon. Not a cartoon, a, a television show, a movie. It's all about the uh, particle accelerator. That's how, that's how Flash became Flash. Is this what you're reducing this down to? Do you see how sophisticated I started and you took that shit down to Flash? I'm a regular guy talking to regular people out there and, and bringing it right down to them. Flash. So, yes, but that's what they were doing. And some people believe that they opened up a portal to the devil. And then the devil came up out or, or they opened up a secret dimension. Mm-hmm. And all, all kinds of shit are unleashed on the world. Did this happen also on the Flash? I'm saying these people are getting everything from the Flash. You have just said everything that happens in the the whole series of The Flash. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is this particle accelerator. That is how he got his powers or whatever. And it constantly is opening up new holes to new dimensions and other flashes and other crazy people come in and out of these different dimensions that are all on a 
on a timeline and you can go back and forth in this timeline all through the particle accelerator. What power did he have? He could, he could just run real fast, right? Very fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, but besides that, that's all he could do, right? Yeah, but that's a pretty powerful thing. Flash ain't shit, man. Shout out to DC Comics, though. Yeah, you got it. That's all you can do is race me? Yeah, but I'm running. I'm running around you so fast. I'm whipping up like a whole tornado. Because that's how tornadoes work. <laughs> mm-hmm. According to the Flash, they do. This is a perfect example. You couldn't even stay with me on just a basic general explanation of the CERN particle reactor. And you immediately, to try and understand it, take it down to your world of comic books and the Flash. So what people have been doing with CERN is doing what you did in reverse. They've been trying to understand, like project all this comic book bullshit onto CERN. Exactly. That's what I'm not, this is my whole point. They're reaching out to you with the knowledge of not what's going on in real life, but what happened in the Flash. Damn, my mind is blown. <laughs> what's your next conspiracy? Well, Zulu Warriors conspiracy wasn't about that. See, mm. I just had to give you this premise of yeah. CERN. His thing was that when they opened CERN, they did a celebration. And at that celebration, I guess they did like a play or opera. You know how it yeah. goes. Corporate little shindig. And in the thing that they performed, a woman, a black woman, got married to the devil. Right? Mm-hmm. So in this little performance, maybe there's an opera. Maybe who, it's, I think it's in Switzerland. They do all kinds of weird shit in Switzerland. right? Like launder money and you know shit like that. So the conspiracy theory is that they use that as the beginning of a prophecy that a black woman would marry a white devil. And then that will become the beginnings of like the end of, or apocalypse. I don't fucking know. I, I lost, I lost touch with it. Me and him came to the conclusion, but do you know what he said was the situation where the prophecy came true? I'm just trying to rack my brain on what happened in the flash, but no, I can't remember off the top of my head. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry getting married. That was like the sign that this was all coming true. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is magical. So I told him, I was like, look, man, I'm not mad at that, that you believe that. That's cool. As long as it gets you to some type of information, but don't waste too much of your time on stuff that you can't like prove or bring in things into your life that you can't really fully flesh out. Cause you'll just find yourself giving yourself a lot of stress and tension for like no reason, you know? So that's cool to hold into your mind and run with, but make sure you balance it out with a little bit of a uh, reality. You know, that's why I we, it was cool. We left off with it like you. I, I appreciate it. On to the next one. Rice, what have you been up to this week? I'm sleeping. Doing a lot of sleeping. Building some things in my studio. What are you building? Different sets. Do a TV show. You fully locking in into the COVID like lockdown situation. I can come out. Just don't have a reason to. You know what I mean? Building some sets. Be able to do any kind of content I want to. I'm not bragging. This <laughs> is... Just building some stuff, maybe some performances, maybe I don't know. I don't know. May want to get naked. Who knows? I'm eating some spaghetti after we get done with this. I had some really good spaghetti the other day. But anyway. What are you doing, Tom? I'm doing this. I'm working a regular job. That's what regular guys do. That's what regular guys do. I'm I'm coaching football. Which you shouldn't be, because I don't know that's not safe. I'm at home with my kids. I haven't been at home for this long in, in years. I forgot what it was like to be at home all the time. You coaching football? That's right. We have our last game of the year Wednesday night. Thank God. Give the team a pep speech. They need it. Yo, did you see, did you see somebody made a meme 
out of what I said. Did uh-huh. you see that? You mean about the cat? <laughs> no, about the your trash. Oh no, I didn't see be that recycled. That's all I got. <laughs> nah, I didn't see that. Didn't I see. I, that. I wish I were playing some football right now. All I envision is a bunch of COVID smacking up against each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you play spin the bottle right now? Professional, why don't you coach a spin the bottle team? How about that? You don't worry about COVID? I do worry about it. It's out here. It's out it here. It plays football, too. You know that. I know it does play football. Royce wasn't so much a believer in the COVID back in the day. Why you say that? What are you talking about what I mean? That I followed you on Instagram. I never said nothing, nothing did the COVID. My father caught COVID at the very beginning. What are you talking about? You're right. I apologize. I'm not a COVID conspirator. I'm just not as anal as you are, Lou. <laughs> like, if I had it my way, you would come here. Y'all would come here and we would shoot this thing properly. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not doing that shit at all. So would you fly right now? I flew. Knowing that airlines no. have come out and said they are the safest place to be. They have the, the that's what they, air fill. I'm just not, just from what they've if said. If I was the airline, I would say that too. NPR reported recently. I have this right in front of me. For people who are itching to travel, airlines are working harder to offer reassurance. They're requiring masks, disinfecting airline cabins between flights, and using hospital-grade HEPA air filtering systems. Uh, mm-hmm. They're also touting a recent study that the modern aircraft ventilation system prevents the spread of coronavirus and suggests that probability of spreading and contacting the virus, um, even on a packed airline flight, is low. They mm-hmm. also said that airlines are coming out with a rapid test that when you go to fly, you're taking a rapid test. I'm getting to the interesting part here. Mm-hmm. This rapid test uses mucus samples from the nose or the throat. <clears throat> oh, okay. You're okay. We'll see what you're doing. That can be analyzed at the doctor's office or clinic where the sample is collected and results may be available in minutes. Both Hawaiian Airlines and United Airlines are already giving these rapid tests. So what are you trying to say? Would you fly knowing all of that? I'm just going to say that now your shirt makes even less sense mm. because what it should have said was all the way down. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. The Lupe and Royce show is a Say What Media production. Have you thought about hosting your own podcast but don't know where to start? Working with Say What Media is like having your own personal producer, editor, audio engineer, and distributor all in one place. From equipment recommendations to engineering and distribution, Say What Media handles the boring details so you can focus on saying interesting stuff. Get started at saywhat.media. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce to 5'9", and Tom Frank. You got a, a line on those rapid test time? I need some of those for my studio. I'll get you some rapid tests. It's the doctor's office that you need that's important, <laughs> not the goddamn test. If I can get results in minutes, then I know I can just go, you can't come in here. No, you can't get results in minutes. You need a lab. You can get results in minutes, bro. When I went to that Chappelle camp thing, we, we before we could go in, we had to take a test and we had to wait on the results. Yeah, but they had a lab there. Man, a fucking lab. Why the fuck can you get a lab there? What are you talking about? A lab doesn't have to be a building, but it, it needs to be a place where you can go and safely process the test so there's no cross-contamination, all kinds of well, other shit. What, they just ain't like That's what I want to put here at my studio. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Since you're building a goddamn set for the next Godzilla movie, you might as well go ahead just throw that in there, too. Three sets. I call bullshit on that, Tom, on the I'm airplane like, shit. Because they acting like they acting like you getting out your car and getting onto the plane. You got to walk through a whole goddamn airport. With a mask on. It's a valid point. Right, to get to that airplane. Then you got to get off that airplane and go through a whole nother set of unknowns, rental cars, cabs, people in this city. There's not anybody while you're walking through the airport telling you, uh, put your mask on, put your mask on. That's for sure. 
because I've been in the airport. Well, you got It's got to be on your own to put that mask on. Yeah, but there's nobody making you. You can't be mad at the airlines in the airport. I, I'm not. I'm, I think that is great business. I think it's terrible, like public health policy, yeah. to low motherfuckers and thinking that shit is safe, especially in the midst of eighty thousand cases a day. Eighty thousand new cases a day. Hell yeah. What was that last weekend? It was 80,000 for like two days straight. Peak prime times. Countries all over the world still locking down. New Jersey, like, or, oh, is it, what city is in New Jersey? They got a lockdown, a curfew at like 830 or some shit like that. Like, it's not a big, that shit ain't, this shit is far from over. And to throw some forest fire water onto the forest fire, actually, to put a chemtrail yeah. on the forest fire. You see the study that just came out? Well, now they're, they're running tests, checking for antibody tests. And like people ain't got them shits no more. That's not good. What people? How people who tested positive so, for COVID in the past. Yeah, they did. You know how they? You know they was? Did you know that they, they was testing to see if people had COVID or how how far it spread in the community? Was they would yeah. do the antibody test? That was the blood yeah. test, right? They're just starting to see that the I think it's like twenty eight percent of the people who got tested no longer have the antibody. So that means that, or something. I forgot what the number was, but. It basically means that they're that they don't have yeah. the immunity anymore, which is a big problem. So you can get reinfected. Yeah. I mean, what happens at some point? The economy is going to crash. Small businesses are going out of all businesses are going out of business. What happens here? What happens if you don't if you don't go on tour again for three four years? I ain't gonna miss it. I mean, that's how you make your living. In some ways, not not entirely. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I mean, I think a lot of people are gonna try and force it. I mean, sports has already forced it. Sports is like fuck it, and I think I think they're gonna catch ales, and I think everybody's gonna be willing to catch the ale, or it's just gonna have to be so isolated, like it's basically gonna be like tour town, right? And everybody gonna everybody want a tour, gonna have to move to tour town, right? And you're just gonna have to you know be selective on who comes in and comes out, but going around the world, like you might see residencies pop up. You know, where people come to residencies and the stage is basically a bubble, like kind of how they do in those driving mm. concerts. So maybe you see something like that. But I mean, that shit is the, the world is changing right before our eyes, you know, in a real serious way. And I don't think people are really taking it seriously as to what the cost and the, the impact that this is going to be in the long term. So shit's real, man. If you can get reinfected or the window of immunity, even with a vaccine, because that's even with a vaccine. Yeah, that's scary. Right. Your, your window of immunity is a few months. You get going and keep getting booster shots. I mean, there's that. Keep getting booster shots. You taking that I mean, vaccine? Absolutely. I got to get out of here, man. I ain't going to front. You going to take it? Why would I want to do something like that? I mean, you took all them chemtrails. I know. That should that have gave me immunity right there. <laughs> How about a flu shot? Do you ever get a flu shot? Fuck no. Nah. What was a flu shot for? Heaven Studio is across the street from a goddamn anthrax factory. So No, the hell it ain't. I know they don't deliver packages there. Heaven Studios is protected with the white people. <laughs> At this point in time, like after everything that has been kind of revealed, why are you still like, nah, fuck that? Especially with COVID. I don't trust America, man. 
I'm not going to allow anybody to tell me you need this. No. What will make you? I don't think it's possible for America to gain my trust again, ever. When did they lose it? When I start seeing seeing things, you know what I mean. I got all of my shots and stuff as a kid. Thank God I went. You know, I got through that fine. But just looking at how um, vaccinations and shit is, how some of them are linked to autism and little brown boys. My son has autism. You know what I mean. He was only he was only child that I have that was born in the city, in the inner city. The rest of my kids were born in the suburbs. He was the only one since my, my wife had a doctor that she just wanted this doctor to deliver him. So she went way to the city to deliver him. He's the only one that ended up with autism. Then I started doing I started doing some studying mm-hmm. and seeing the way that they were linked to each other. And I just stopped trusting. You know what I mean? How autism was related to vaccination. Vaccines and stuff and vaccination. Mm-hmm. I was watching this uh forget what it's called. It's like a series that's on YouTube where they have people from different sides of a, conver- of a conversation, no matter what it is, like religion, police violence, crime. And they did one of these conversations on vaccines and they had a, like a bunch of doctors and then like a bunch of like people, anti-vaxxers on the, on the and they just put, sat them in this room to kind of talk. Um, it's super dope. Like you had, I mean, you had like a spectrum, no pun intended, right? You had a spectrum of people who had very intimate direct or what they felt was direct consequences of vaccines then you had people who just kind of were like learning like learned about it and had like an opinion right so you had like a range and this and with doctors you had like kind of a range of doctors doctors like that shit's not true to other doctors who kind of like yeah there's always going to be side effects Mm -hmm. you know but for the greater good of folks you know like the, the, the vast majority of people it's actually a benefit and so it's like, when do you look at the minority? And when I say minority, I want to think like like minority, like black people in America, it's still 40 million motherfuckers, right? But like a minority in the, in the medical case where it might be like, you know, like a few hundred people versus a few million people. And it's like, when do you pull away all of that for the sake of that, that small few? It kind of got heated a little bit, but it was, it was super interesting to see where people were coming from on, on both sides of the fence. I'm not even anti-vax. I'm just anti-trust in certain situations. Right now, it's just, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. You got Bill Gates and people like that talking about depopulation and shit like that. It's just, everything is just so fuzzy. I just don't feel comfortable taking taking the vaccine right now. It would have mm-hmm. to come from somebody I trust. It couldn't just be everybody line up for this. This is what you need. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't trust in that. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the five nine and Tom Frank. We want to thank blue microphones for supporting our show for 25 years. Blue has helped people to find and amplify their voices. And today they are the mic of choice for millions of musicians, podcasters, and YouTubers. No matter what kind of content you create, blue has a setup that will make you sound and look great. If you've ever thought about creating your own podcast or stream, check out the Yeti caster. It's a complete mic and boom arm system that connects to your laptop, bringing the ultimate broadcast studio to your home or office now is the perfect time to start your creative project so visit bluemike.com and click get started to start telling your story you're listening to the lupe and royce show with lupe fiasco royce the five nine and tom frank did you see the david attenborough piece the last movie he did about what about Mm -hmm. the environment it's on netflix it's really good you should check it out but they basically go through, it's basically like his life. You know, normally his videos, he's talking about like the earth and shit like that. But on this one, he kind of talks about his life. And it's all about how he's, he, if anybody in the world is able to see climate change happen, it's him, right? Because he's been going to, he's been to everywhere in the world and has been there multiple times. So he's able to see, come back years later and see a difference and stuff like that. So his whole piece is like biodiversity. 
is uh, one of the things that we kind of need to reinstate to affect, you know, climate change and where we're going. Um, but he talks about depopulation. He talks about population growth as one of the, the keys. And he talks about, he uses like Japan as an example of a society that's uh, kind of falling behind the reproduction curve and how we need to kind of use that as a model. Cause he's not talking about killing us, but he's definitely talking about tapering off kids like in the future. And China's one child policy was a dip, was another kind of way to look at it. It was super interesting about like, that is a real thing though, you know, but to each his own. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever see the movie contagion? I don't think I did. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Crazy how much it um, predicted what was going on right now. It's it's a big movie. It has uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Matt Damon, Jude Law, and it's all about somebody contacting something in um, China and how it got passed through hands and how it just turned into a giant outbreak um, and people were dying and the whole mask thing was part of it. And then uh, it gets into kind of a vaccine at the end um, and, and how they decided to actually get that vaccine in. Cause that's the other part of this is let's say we do have a vaccine. How does it roll out? It's not like we're all just getting the line one day. It's probably going to be some mandatory shit <laughs> that you got to have in order to just be the same way they get you to do everything, get a driver's license, all of that shit. You know what I mean? But, like how, how do you decide who goes first? Don't worry. It'll be us. <laughs> it'll be the, you think it'll be- it's going to be the black people for sure. Why not? I don't want it to be about race. I mean, I think it should be like, birthday what you think lou in this case it is about race because black people black people and people of color are the most susceptible to fatality because of COVID 19 so i think that that community should get first dibs at least on that but again with a proven tested proven proven vaccine absolutely because they're going to give it to the vulnerable populations first and i think that black people i think what's going to happen is and this is this is where things kind of work in reverse um and why i think royce is going to be upset in like eight months because you don't see a bunch of white people at the front of the line. Once it's proven to work and blacks are still being looked at as the vulnerable community, it's going to be a bunch of white people in line getting that shit first. Do you think it's going to be white people or do you think it's going to be rich people? You ain't got to worry about rich people when it comes to society and taking that shit, right? Like they, they already own it. Like uh, they're ahead of the game so fast. Believe me. Right. So, and not because I'm a rich person, but I know a bunch of rich motherfuckers and they, they so far ahead of the game. It, it doesn't matter. But when you talk about society as a, as a whole, um, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna have some of that, you know? And I think they're gonna play on some of that. Well, y'all didn't want it, right? And I think it's gonna be the same thing how we got like with voting. Like people like voting's important. I'm not voting, fuck that. You got people, I'm not taking that vaccine, it ain't this. And you're gonna have other people that's gonna step in the breach and be like, ah, right, we're gonna take that shit. And then it's gonna be another reverse conversation where it's like, oh man, see these white people fucking came in, take all the vaccine. Now we gotta wait another six months for them to do more doses or some mm-hmm. shit like that. So I would love for it to just give that shit to black people first. Get that shit out the way. You ain't got to worry about that conversation. The, the, half people ain't going to take it anyway. So it ain't going to matter. But they're going to give it priority. So it's like priority to the most vulnerable. Kids probably get the shit last. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but older folks and then vulnerable population. And then special rich motherfuckers like Royce and me and you. Just give me an extra dose. Just throw it my way. Can you just give me, get, just give me an extra dose. Just throw it my way. I'll take Royce's. Royce, if you don't want yours. I'll take that motherfucker. When Eminem come to your house with eight doses and you you don't want to tell him, take them and then send them shits to me. Eminem ain't coming to my house with shit. He'll keep his ass in his motherfucking mansion <laughs> with that shit. <laughs> when Eminem stroll up and had your doses ready for you and the whole Shady Records, listen, I signed the Shady Records just for that. Mm, you go ahead. 
<laughs> Motherfuckers ain't giving me shit. Tom, are you taking it? Yes. Lauren, are you taking it? Let's see this this text message pop up from Lauren. Lauren said, hell motherfucking yeah. <laughs> I take Lawrence. I ain't taking the one intended for me. I'll trade you. We'll trade mm-hmm. when it comes. Oh yeah, well, you can do that. You just swap out. There you know who's who getting the Kool-Aid. Only if Fauci approves it. I'm with you. Shout out to Dr. Fauci, man. It's gonna be a global thing. It's not gonna be just about what? a vaccine. We don't know where this thing's going to be developed. It's not going to be a U.S. solution. It's going to be a global solution. I mean, you got other you got countries just trying to do yeah. it, but you see, you see, it's people failing though. Like you see the the, the antibody treatment. Mm-hmm. It's like that shit don't work. Yeah. They stop. They stop doing the trials. Yeah. They stop doing the you know doing the trials for it. Like, that shit it might work. be a U.S. based company so, that that finally goes mainstream, but some somebody's it's 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 a it's a world problem. It's not a U.S. problem. Yeah. So I hope that we get the best and the brightest around the world making it and we get nice testing and this shit proves to work is you better you better believe right now that they're doing the testing right now and there's like tens of thousands of people that have already been vaccinated mm-hmm. right now so when they say that they're that the vaccine is is showing signs they're not talking about like monkeys in a cage or some shit like that they talking about like actual people that they're going you know coming in to test and see and you remember they st- they shut the one study down because somebody developed like some crazy ass neurological disorder or some shit like that but you know, they figured that shit out and they back back testing. We're gonna figure this out. There's no doubt in my mind. Maybe. Maybe. No, we're gonna figure this out. It's the secret's in Royce's blood. <laughs> the secret is in my blood? What that mean? I mean that through the years of abuse and the years of motherfucking uh redemption, <laughs> your your blood has somehow found the perfect balance. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm eight years clean. My blood clean as a whistle, man. Yo, did you hear that about the guitarist from the Rolling Stones? I think Keith, who Keith Richards Keith was that? He's so toxic; it's illegal for him to give blood. Damn, I I could sort of believe that. Now, that's legendary. <laughs> that is legendary. That's fucking legendary. That's fucking legendary. <laughs> Tell us more. No, I'm just I'm giving perspective, a standard. That's the standard you know, for you. That is all the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worthy, bro. Make Tom's t-shirt relevance relevant again. Right there. Yeah. He can't give blood. It's illegal for him to give blood. I think that's true. It could be a stone cold lie. It could but be, but it, sounds, it sounds good. Well, now. I, I, I feel like somebody else was like that, too. I, I feel like, uh, what's his? No, 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 no. No. I think Ozzy Osbourne is like that. I could. Like, not I, not, not Keith Richards. I think it's Ozzy Osbourne. I could take Keith Richards, like too, though. You yeah. see the way he acts? He look like he don't have his motor skills anymore. anymore. Yeah. I mean. Body is a fragile thing. You got to treat it right. You got to treat it. Shout out to the Osbournes, though. They actually had a good run. They had a great run. I love that family. They're cool as shit. But Ozzy just looked, he just looked like he over it. He was like, oh, fuck this. I met a woman who like was an award-winning Sharon Osbourne impersonator. She really did this, like won competitions or some shit. Like Sharon is cool as hell. You ever met her? Never even seen her in person before. I used to watch the show all the time, though. I like her. Now let me ask you this. There's got to be some silver lining to all of this. All of what? Uh, this COVID thing, right? We're all at home. I feel like that people are picking up healthier habits. Mm-hmm. Are they not? Yep. Cooking more. We're probably exercising a little bit more. We probably have a more fondness of nature. I'm African sea moss every day. Felicity's African sea moss every single day. Are you even getting out of the house, Lube? Well, I mean, I got substantial property, so I could just move around. Yeah, but you ain't, you ain't been moving around. But, 
Well, that was the other side I was going to say. The other side of that equation is it also picked up a bunch of bad habits, like sitting down a lot, right? So like your backs are being fucked up, asses are being flattened as we speak. Like there's a whole bunch of array of other things. And we've been doing it for months, you know, like you literally could have been sitting for two, three months. Lauren says, speak for your own ass, is what she said, which means that Lauren is getting a, a donk-a-donk. <laughs> Lauren has been working um, out. I've worked out more in the past seven months than I have in the last seven years. Damn. That's good. I have time. I'm not in, I'm not on a plane. I'm not in a car all day running around. I'm at home. I can get up in the morning. I can go in the afternoon. No, COVID shut me down. I was in the gym killing it. And then COVID was like, not anymore. You don't have a gym in this giant estate of yours? I don't have a giant estate. I said I have substantial property. Substantial property? You don't have a... I mean, I got gym-like things. You got a crib in L.A. and a crib in uh, Chicago? Yeah, kind of. Sort of, kind of. So you haven't left L.A. Uh, in eight months? No. Have you left that room in eight months? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about, Royce? I only see you there. I've never seen you anywhere else but in there, like at all. Like you're always in that room. I go to the crib for a day at a time, maybe two. I'll stay here. For me, this is like my studio, my, uh, what they call it, atelier, my salon. Like, this is where the shit goes mm-hmm. down, B. But I got my books, my accoutrement. I get up, I do my sword training, and, you know, then eventually I might wander around the property. The estate. I've been working on my car, you know. You want to work on my car? My car has been bro- is broke this whole time. It keeps breaking. What you got, a, a Subaru Forester? <laughs> no. I got a Ford Explorer. I got I got six kids over here. Hmm. I got a lot of kids to load up in that car. Yeah, actually, if you had a Subaru Forester. <laughs> he did this as me. Shout to Subaru. We don't know. Crafted no, one of the no. finest cars in the world. No, we don't want Subaru as a, as a as sponsor. No, you don't want Subaru, and I'm sure they don't want you. But I, I want a Subaru. I don't want a Subaru. I do. Well, I'll take a Mitsubishi, too. I want an Evo with turbo. I want some spaghetti. Did you eat yet? Speaking of eating and spaghetti, is it time for some guest questions? We got a guest? No, not guest questions. Just a fan questions. Fan questions. Did I say guest questions? Oh, fuck, man. Fuck! <laughs> guests are coming. Guests are coming, fellas. We got a whole lineup of guests coming very soon. And I should point out, the fans yeah. asked for video, and we got video. If you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, you better check out our YouTube channel. We have the behind-the-scenes look at everything that you're seeing right here. All of this. Well, Tom is going to come by and, and coach your kids into COVID-19. I'm going to coach them into being better men. All right, let's run it. Let's see, you, let's, let's see what's going on in the mailbag today. We can't say in the mailbag okay. because that's what they say at Stuff You Should Know podcast. Okay, we this, don't want to infringe. How about a quick jingle? Can you give me one? Royce. Do, 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 do. There you go. Go ahead. That's it. All right. Ask, what are some roadblocks that maybe Lou and Roy see with the power of non-politicians building back the block? You take that, Lou. Nah, Roy, you see, you fronting, man. This is Joe Arena. I don't know. It's not. I don't even understand the question, bro. What was the question? Yeah, can you repeat the question? It got a little sloppy at the end. What are some of the roadblocks that maybe Lou and Roy see with the power of non-politicians building back the block? That don't make no sense. That question doesn't make any sense. I don't know what the fuck. Did you filter these questions? I mean... Tom, or you just go raw into the... No, I I, I let Lauren pick the questions. Oh, you placing the blame on you, Lauren, now. (laughs) Yes. 
All right, let's go to the next one. <laughs> Marquis Sam, thank you for the question. Uh, no comment. Marquise is like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm out of this podcast. Good night. Mar- Marquise, I will attempt to answer that question. I think it even gets though I don't your, understand it. I think it gets into your lyrics a little bit. Non-politicians building back the block mm-hmm. or buying back the block. I don't understand. No block politicians, the voting block. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Marquise. I'm not even from the front. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it. Why you why you say why you say non-politician? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get it. Is he implying that politicians buy the block? Is he talking about Legos? I think it's referring to the to the switch freestyle that you did. All right, whatever with that. Listen, Marquise, resend us another question. We'll try and get to it on the next podcast. We're cut, we're cut, but we love you, though, Marquise. Hey, let's go to Arthur K. from South Africa. He asks, have you thought about writing songs for an even younger generation? Rap songs, books that children could listen to or read. Say that again. My bad. I was looking at my spaghetti. Say that again. Have you thought about writing songs for an even younger generation? Rap songs, books that children could listen to or read. The ideologies you have, you both have are amazing. However, the people you are preaching to have already been programmed to think a certain way and therefore very hard to educate about what you guys are stating. That's an interesting question. I, I, thought about, I thought about writing a children's book before, and as soon as I thought about it, Nas did it. Really? Yeah. What were you going to write about? I don't know. I don't know if I even had if I even got that far into the idea, but I started thinking about doing it, and um, as soon as I started thinking about it, now I said that he he was doing it. So I was just like, I just abandoned the idea because I didn't want to look like I was biting. You should have did it. You know who got a really great children's book, and I want to get it. HR from the Bad Brains. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like I think it's called uh, I got that PMA, which is you know positive mental attitude. It's really cool. I was I wanted to buy a copy. I think it was like he was doing like a, you know, like a pre pre order type thing. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty cool. But I think you should do it, man. Maybe a little bit later after you know after the, the Nas dust settles a little bit. I mean, you're already building a, a goddamn Universal Studios. You might as well have a printing press in there. One Sorry. thing at a time. One thing at a time. Whipping up books. One thing at a time. And it's not Universal Studios. It's Tyler Perry Studios. You ever been there? I've been there. Not yet. I envy the shit out of you, though. How you like it? I was there for a while, and I was. The shit's like a a converted army base. It's fucking Mm -hmm. ridiculous. It's huge. I love it. Good job. Shout out to Tyler Perry. How about this one? This one, I had no name for. It was just a random question. Then why the fuck are you asking it? How about I call it my question? But it's not true now. It's my question. Halloween is on Saturday. It is Halloween. You guys were kids at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me the best costumes you ever dressed up as. I used to just wear stuff from the house. Oh, I remember I remember one time I went to school and I didn't have a costume. And um, I was the only kid who didn't have a costume. So the teacher called herself helping me out because we had to go to other classes and, and line up and walk through other classes to show off our costumes. So she took an old ice cream tub. Like if you would go buy ice cream and you know, like the, the, the tub that the ice cream was in, it was, it was, it was done. All ice cream was going. So it was an empty tub and she turned it upside down and she poked eyes out of it. And then she put like this tube going from in my mouth into the, into the ice cream tube, into the ice cream tub. And I put it on my head and I, and she said I was an astronaut. So thank you, mom and dad for all of the mental abuse over the years. <laughs> <laughs> my dad made a, Bomb vest. A bomb vest? Yep. Take some wood blocks, some wood like 
tubes. Yeah. Cut them to the size of dynamite. Wrap them, I think, in like red paper or like spray painting them red. Took a bunch of drilled holes in the top of those and ran wires in between them. Put a clock in the middle of it and then like attached it to this vest. And then you're supposed to wear that under like a underneath a trench coat. And it didn't hit me until a few days out that this is a bad idea. It was a terrible idea. Y'all should have went to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yo, it was the best fucking idea ever, though. You know, my father was in the military, and we had an army surplus store, so he would make, like, weapons and, like, mock weapons to, like, for the store and shit. Or, like, he would make, like, bazookas and shit, you know? And, uh, yeah, man, he made a bomb vest. And that shit looked at real... It was a clock on it. The shit had like the tube. The shit looked it real. And I remember he had it on like it was this uh this rack, like a little clothes thing that you hang like kimonos or something on, whatever. And he hung it on there. And it was just kind of like a prop in the living room. And the shit was ridiculous. And I was like, I can't wear that to school. There's no way you can wear it. Especially <laughs> nowadays. You'd never be able to wear that to school. <laughs> this is like in the 90s. It's like 90s something. What do you think of Halloween? Are kids going out? Kids? I don't think kids are really going out for Halloween this year. Parents are. What do you mean parents are? Motherfuckers is definitely going to parties. On Halloween? Definitely. I already see it in people's eyes. Yeah, motherfuckers is going. Look at me on Instagram. I can't wait to wear my slut cat suit. Can't wait to be slut cat. Like, where are you going? I wish somebody would come knocking on my door this year. Every light in the house is going to be out. Fucking knock on my door. Trick or treat! Fucking answer the door. I'm going to answer with an AR-15. Y'all won't. Fuck you think this is. I'm the Grinch. Is there a Grinch for Halloween? You're the Grinch for Halloween. I want to be the Grinch for Halloween. How about in years past? I mean, did you, are you guys giving out the king size candy bars? You, 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 you even the you just putting the bowl on the front porch? I was the guy with the apples. <laughs> yeah, you're that guy. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I love Halloween. I gave away. Uh, I gave away Filipino iPhones. <laughs> what the fuck is a filipino iphone maybe we save it for the next episode that's our teaser i'm tom and i'm royce to five nine i'm lupe fiasco and this is the lupe and royce show watch us on youtube behind the scenes make sure you subscribe and comment Dude, hey we got five star review you see that and eat, and eat plenty of spaghetti that's our show for the week if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe or follow leave us a review and tell your friends to listen the Lupe and Royce show is a production of Say What Media it's recorded and mixed by Claude Jennings our head writer is Lauren Sloat I'm Tom Frank and our theme music is by who else Lupe Fiasco and Royce the 5'9